Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juaniala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. You know, today's guest from Netflix is Glow, Blue Moon Ball, Banking on Christmas, and Billie Eilish might say he's a bad guy, but we don't think so. Please welcome to the stage, Eric Lutz. Eric, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Hey, guys. How you doing? It's actually Eric Lutz. Sorry about that. Lutz. I don't mean to throw that. Uh, so before we dive into the show uh, and the issues, uh, we always start with a quick game. Um, so just pick a number between uh, one, two, or three. Uh, we got to go one. All right, number one is a game called Getting to Know You. It's our classic game, so it's some this or that. Uh, we'll start with an easy one, coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. Morning person or night owl? Oh, my goodness. Um, I've been a night owl all my life, but the older I get, I'm loving those early mornings. <laughs> uh, film or TV? Film. Drama or comedy? Comedy. Hero or villain? Ooh, you know what? Villain is just the hero with a little bit of spice on it. But um, <laughs> you know what? Let's go hero. Yeah. Villains are the heroes in their story. You know, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> They're the protagonists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stage or screen? Oh, stage has my heart. That immediate gratification is no other. And that's why I fell in love with drama. But uh, screen, you got to go screen. Yeah. What director are you dying to work with? Oh, there's so many. That's a, such a tough question. Um, I've worked with very, very talented ones. What What I would like to say is I'm going to leave it open. Um, I really enjoy working with directors who have been actors before. Mm. Yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, they very much bring in a fresh perspective and, and can see things like through your lens and whatnot and can get a little yeah. more into the nitty gritty, you know? Yeah, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, we'll do a couple takes this way and then go for it because they understand that we're all you know creatives and so yeah. yeah uh what is the last show that you binge watched last show that i <laughs> so talking about comedy um uh chad and jt um it's on netflix sorry about that chad and jt um <laughs> chad and jt oh my goodness i can't think about it sorry that and also the rehearsal on hbo so, oh, I've heard great things have about Have you seen either? I have not, no. It, it's it's Nathan for you meets Inception meets something else, but it's it's deep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do any impressions or accents? And if so, can we hear one? Oh yeah. All right. Uh the amount of times I go into a audition room or uh acting class and they, they assume I'm Australian. I I just go with it. I don't I don't do that, but I don't know how multiple times I've gone into different acting classes and I've met them like, how are you doing? My name's Eric. And they're like, you're Australian. I'm like, all right. And then <laughs> at the end of the day, they're like, your English accent is so good. And I'm like, yes, yeah, I was born and raised in the Midwest. They're like, what? And I'm like, I mean, you know, I'll let you think what you want to think. Right. So, it's like improv. Yes. Yeah. And you're Australian. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, what is your favorite comedy series of all time? favorite comedy series of all time um have you ever seen righteous gemstones 
I have to now because I think it got some Critics Choice nominations, and I'm part of that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of watching to do before our show in January. Righteous Gemstones is amazing, and then so like Danny McBride made that, mm-hmm. and he also made a ton of a ton of great series. So yeah. uh, I I really enjoy his stuff. Yeah. And uh, lastly, describe your most memorable audition in three words, and memorable can be good or bad. So dealer's choice. Okay, good or bad. Um, to be honest, my most memorable. All right, here come the three words. Myself, relaxed, authentic. Can you say what the audition was for? Uh, yeah, it was the first leading role I ever booked. It was uh, Banking on Christmas. Nice. So, yeah, and it was completely just myself. There was no overthinking. There was no this at the other. So those three words nailed it and then you know when they brought me in like yeah this is exactly what we want so mm. yeah. awesome um so you were born and raised in kansas uh, and it was at uh in college in kansas state university that you sort of discovered your love of acting so how did all of that start for you was it just like a, a random acting class you took to fulfill a credit or how did that happen all right so um when i was 18 years old i was a contestant on are you smarter than a fifth grader so um if you remember that show yeah and i won money on it and it was a cool opportunity and um the executive producer took me around through the back and was introducing me to everybody because that was before you know zoom and all these we had to literally uh during the interview process call them on the phone put it on speakerphone it was like a landline probably and um i had a friend with a like a a video camera come over and record us and then we had to put that tape in the mail and send it to them so it was like it was crazy what we had to do for the process mm-hmm. and so we had to do multiple interviews because of that people who worked behind the scenes were like oh hey we feel like we know you type thing it was i don't know anyways we met them they really liked me i, I brought in you know some energy and they offered me an internship once i graduated college but i oh. had to graduate college so in my mind, I was like, I'm going to write TV shows. Uh, this is, are you kidding me? This is, I've always wanted to work in movies, TV. But in my mind, you know, I want to, I go, if I'm out there and there's a casting that's fit for me, I'll do it. But I don't know if I can act. So I take an acting class. Um, my first theater teacher just looked at me and said, you're going to do this. And I was like, ah, I'm a football player. Like, nah, nah, you're gonna, you know, she's like, are you going to make it to the NFL? And I was like, I mean, you know, she was like, you're going to do this. And uh, the very cool thing is she, that was when Modern Family was like right in the prime and she had actually coached Eric Stone Street. And so she had that of like, you know, I, I know things when I see it. But uh, yeah, started doing theater, fell in love with it, got, you know, um, yeah, just really, really loved it. Oh man, I, I miss theater, that immediate gratification, that um, at intermission, the, uh, you know, the director coming in saying, you know, you guys are going too fast. You need to, you know, do you feel it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are going too slow. You need to speed it up. Yeah, yeah. And then going out that and just crushing it. I mean, it's really fun, really fun. But uh, yeah, that's what got me into it originally is I had an opportunity to come out here, knew I was going to come out here and then said, well, yeah, that is a great opportunity, but. I know my true love, if I'm good at it, would be in front. So Mm -hmm. it all started with that. 
And since you've done more uh, things on screen and you're in LA and theaters is still a little bit scarce out there, um, do you have like a bucket list Broadway play or something like that? I don't, I don't necessarily have a bucket list Broadway play. I, I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't know really much theater when I started doing it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the first, the first couple things I did were were big too, and it was great. But you know, as far as uh, I didn't grow up with the family that was, you know, taking us to go see Broadway or talking about Broadway a lot. So it was funny to start, you know, where <laughs> uh, uh, all the all the theater kids, you know, had been doing that forever. And to be the one that's like, you know, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Like, what are you what are you talking about? You know, so it I'm not exactly sure. I, I really, really don't know. But I just know from doing theater itself i love it and uh you're a smart man you got your degree in something um helpful that could help you get a job in the future um <laughs> yeah i always you know i always tell young actors i'm like get a degree and like you know you can double major you can minor in theater or anything like that but just you have to think logistically like get something that will help you get a job as soon as you're done with college so that you right. don't have to you know work side job to side job um, yeah. So you got your degree in, in kinesiology. So um, and you still do sort of implement that as a trainer and things like that. So what have you noticed? Like, are, are a lot of your clients actors or people in the industry? Um, It happens uh, definitely out here. A lot of times I'm still training people online. So a lot of times it's people that I had trained with previously because um, there's a huge part to it. You know, not only training them, but just being that that motivating factor, almost, you know, like a, a life coach or, you know, mm. As far as like, hey, if they have questions, you know, what should I do here? What should I do here? You know, it's it's. I mean, I'm, I'm a friend that motivates them. Is how I see it, and they know that because there's times where they're like, just like a good friend, they're like, I hate you, I hate you. Deep down, they love me, you know. But it's yeah. uh, it's one of those things. I know out here, most of um, yeah, most of the clients are gonna be actors. It's it's big. It kind of depends, though, because, you know, a lot of the struggling actors don't want to pay the fees. So yeah. I understand that as well, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> with that, you know, there are a lot of sort of lots of actors have, unfortunately, myself included, like body image issues and things like that. So how have you or what have you noticed has been sort of like a common issue among actors when it comes to sort of like physical appearance and and things like that? Or, or if you've like struggled with anything like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody's 100% happy with where they're at. I mean, body dysmorphia is huge. And it's a, it's a funny thing, because even, you know, majoring in kinesiology, most of the people I went to class with, you know, wanted to, a lot of them end up becoming uh, physical therapists and thing, but, a, but a lot, um, you know, we're like big into bodybuilding and stuff, and no matter what, 3% oh, body fat, like Not about to die, still, they're like, I look horrible. I hate it. And you know, and then you take it out here where you're on screen and um, uh, you audition a hundred times to get one job sometimes. And so you hear no, 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 no. So of course it goes through your mind is, oh, is this, is it not working because this? should I change this? But no, as far as, uh, yeah, as far as dealing with that, it, it's, it's huge. I mean, I went through it uh, when I was, uh, when I was on Glow, I knew I was going to have a scene with a lot of my body showing. And so, of course, I was like, I look good now. And they usually when you book something, it's very quick when they start filming. 
I had about three months till I started filming. So I was like, all right. I'm, and I do not recommend this because they cast me for my looks at the moment. And then I, I lost over 20 pounds. Really? Wow. Probably not the smartest thing. Um, but it was that day that I go, they're going to see my abs. If I can have the most shredded look, this is going to possibly help me out in the future. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably, I bet casting was like, eh, this isn't the guy that we auditioned. What's going on? But, yeah. you know, lesson learned. Lesson learned early in the career, which was good. Yeah. So, I feel like I, I know several friends who've been like, yeah, I'm going to go keto for like a week to try and shed a couple pounds, you know? And it's like, well, just they already hired you as you are, you know, like, it's not like you're playing a superhero and you're going to train for six months before you start filming. You know, it's like just. That is one of the biggest things is casting chose you out of a thousand people they saw. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they, that's what they want. They want you. They don't want what you could be. Okay. And so most of the other, other than glow, most of the other things that I've done have been like, Hey, we're shooting in a couple of weeks or, you know, short amount of time so you don't have time to change and like i said casting directors they're amazing what they do they're there for a reason and so they don't want you to change i mean i went from like the all-american kind of look to almost gaunt and you know and it was like oh that's not what they were going for Mm -hmm. so yeah but like i said it happened to me early i learned early and was like oops that's that's not what i should do so it happens to everybody even to professionals you know the professional actor the professional kinesiology major who should know better but you know we all learn yeah this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more so ask yourself what is it you want Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And with some of your um, bookings from uh, last year, you worked on a couple of um, uh, sort of like TV movies and, and whatnot. Um, one of them being uh, Banky on Christmas and the other being Blue Moon Ball. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that with every booking, no matter the size of the role, there's something to be learned during that process. So what would you say during those projects that you sort of walked away learning? Oh, my gosh. Um, absolutely. There, There is. I don't think there's a class that you can learn as much as you do of actually being on set you know you can pay thousands and thousands thousands of dollars but things happen and then you go well how are we supposed to you know things you never have questions to until it happens so one thing that i learned was um the first movie i ever shot where i was playing the leading role uh, it was actually banking on christmas and it was it was a movie where we were in one area pretty much and it was two people. And so we were like, well, how do we make the, continue to make this entertaining for 90 minutes? Mm. And, you know, and it was just all these things going through your head and it was the first thing and I wanted it to be great. And 
you know, out of 90 pages, I, I have 85 pages of dialogue. And so it's a lot. And um, halfway through, what I realized was I already booked the role. Sit in the moment, own it, own it. And that's what I tell every actor is I go, you're not auditioning for this anymore. You're not tr trying to prove that you can do it. They know you can do it. That's why you have the job. That's why they're pouring over a million dollars or whatever, you know, a ton of money. Multiple people have jobs on this. They chose, they didn't just any meeny, miny, mo. They picked you for a reason and own it. You don't, I remember there was a certain, uh, there was a certain day where that morning they wrote in like a new is a pretty big monologue for me and they're like hey we need to do this in the morning of oh, oh, oh you know i already have 12 pages to read that day right or 12 pages to shoot <clears throat> and so i i got oh, oh that's crazy and i remember the first time i shot it i, I was you know saying it and it, it was like i said a big monologue and I got stuck on the words and I saw everyone behind the camera lean in because they were waiting to see what I said next. And then I go, oh, line, I forget line. And everyone goes, oh, and they go, I was so captivated by that. Mm -hmm. Me, because I was honestly thinking, uh, you know, I wasn't reciting lines. I was actually trying to think of my next line. And that's what I realized. I said, you're not just spewing words out. It's like, you honestly need to own it. And that's every time I work with other people, you know, and, and they ask for any advice, that's it. I go, you already booked it. Mm. I, I said, there's so much power and just, you know, you don't have to through the lines, just own it. There's so much power in that and waiting and for people to, to when you're, when you're hanging on words, not all the time, but you know, sometimes there's a lot of power in that in terms of like misconceptions i'm always fascinated to hear this uh type of thing what have you noticed uh throughout your career that's like sort of like a myth that was debunked about the entertainment industry or about acting that people Ooh. still have a big sort of general feeling is true but it's like completely nonsense um i'm gonna do this this is this is more for everyone outside of acting because I know I have friends who, you know, financially and in their own life are doing very well. And, and they'll look at me and they're like, you know, Hey, you can never come hang out with us. You can never come do this. Why? I'm like, I'm always auditioning. And they're like, how, how many times do you actually book something from an audition? Yeah. And, um, you know, I would always tell them, I go, well, here's the thing is it's a win when you get that audition because you're getting in front of a new casting director, new producers, new, you know, all these people get to see me and see my talent and say, okay, I, there's some, now there's a human who looks like him who's a talented actor. And we know that. And it was funny because for years I told my friends that, right. And I was like, you know, I was like, people, they'll remember you. I said, you're, you know, and you're getting better and better and they'll remember you. And actually this year I shot four movies. Um, in 2022, we've shot four movies and two of them were offers were strictly offer only for me. And um, they were for casting directors that I had auditioned with over a year ago for a separate role. Hmm. So, you know, they had seen me, they put me on a list. And then when something came up, they said, this is your guy. Oh yeah. And then just 
strict strict offer no no more audition it was just like offer only and so yeah. that was very cool because i've said it forever and then for it to finally you know come to fruition be be real and then i told my friends i was like see that's why all those all those auditions you do all those you know always show up always work as hard as you can because it will people remember that even if you're not right for this exact role they'll remember you and i had proof this year i mean that happened twice and it was it was fun one of my favorite um, books that I always recommend actors is Jenna Fisher's book, um, The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide. Um, yeah. And something that she talks about was that before The Office, she had auditioned for Allison Jones like a dozen times, had done pilots and all of that. And her biggest advice for actors is to just keep your body of work consistent because then they know like they don't even have to look, you, you might not have to do the pre-read. They're like, no, we'll just call them in for the next round because we already know that they can do this and we just want to see them with this specific material um and at the same time i think that a lot of people from outside the industry don't realize how many people get submitted for one role and then oh, yeah. like you said the audition is the win because you know anywhere from three to five thousand people get submitted for a one-line co-star on <laughs> yeah. law and order maybe 50 appointments and then one booking. So like the chances of you getting just the audition is already like less than 1%, you know? Uh, and people don't realize that. I feel like everyone sort of thinks that, I don't know. I don't know what they think. It's just not the right. Right. No, I mean, you know, in any other career, uh, if we put in, you know, if you put in however many hours a week, uh, let's say, you know, you have three auditions a day, spend about four hours on that, you know, it's 12, you, you do that three, four times a week. I mean, if that was a normal job, putting in that much time, you'd be making a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. And so when my, I, I understand when my friends see that, is they're like, wait, what? but what, you know, why don't you put that towards something else? I'm like, well, it's growing this thing. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't see it now, but in the future, we'll be, but it's just, it is, it's because they're like, you spend so much time on these things. I'm like, I understand it will pay off. And it mm -hmm. has been. Yeah. yeah it's like when you get a lead in a film or a recurring guest star on a show or something it's like yeah all of that work and this one booking is now i'm good for a year you know it's right. like you know the goals you have uh yeah. in mind of course not every actor is great with finance because they don't really teach any of us that in in, <laughs> in college but you know you gotta you gotta make it work oh <laughs> uh, so true and uh again given the name of our show actors with issues uh what comes to mind as a career obstacle or, or something that you've dealt with uh, that you could shed some light on for our audience. Oof. Actors issues. Do not be a drama queen. Do not be <laughs> rude. I don't understand. It's um the the more you work with people that are that are there, you know, that are mm -hmm. up there already. I've been lucky because they're the nicest people I've met. I mean they may test you here and there just to see who you are, but they're nice. They're very nice people. Um, the people that I've met that are the most rude, that are the most kind of scummy that, you know, will try and stab you in the back are way down here. And it just, it, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that, you know, it's like, just be a good person, do a good job, show up, you know, it's a team effort. I, I've, I've rarely worked with drama queens and things like that. Um, but when it does happen, it's just that like, you're, when you work on a project, it's, as an actor, you're one small piece of the puzzle. You know, mm -hmm. there's so many people that work together to make it, um, you know, good. And 
if you're showing up and just causing chaos and mayhem, it's like, what do you think <laughs> that you're so talented that they're going to continue to bring you on and like, hey, that was the worst four weeks ever. But you know what? She can cry on cue or whatever. I mean, that now it's <laughs> I mean, I you know, everyone's heard horror stories of that mm-hmm. does happen, but I've been pretty lucky. But man, there have been a couple times or just you know, a couple people within the industry, and it's like, oh no, you you think that trying to tear other people down is gonna get you where you want. It's like I had um one of the last films we shot with very, very talented heavy hitters from the 80s and 90s, and um that it was I was so lucky to work with them. I learned so much. But one thing they said is it's not a, a mountain peak, it's a plateau. They said once you get there, there's so much room for everybody. They said you just gotta get there. And a lot of people that are at the very bottom and look up at that mountain or think it's a mountain, don't understand it's a plateau, see that it's very daunting and think that if I can step on other people and push people down, maybe it can get me up. But my whole career has been someone helps me up to the next level. If I take a step up, I help them up as well. When I get to the top, I've always said this. I want to look around and see the people that I love. I'm like, we're here. We did it. Everyone says lonely at the top. It doesn't have to be. I don't believe it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that if it's lonely at the top, it's because you did made some decisions along the way that alienated you from, from people that cared about you and, and, you know, but and all of that, but yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that that's like the best feeling is when you succeed with other people. You're it's like, <laughs> there's that meme or that clip of um Paul Rudd. I think he's on like on, on hot ones, like eating the hot wings. And he's look like, at us. yeah, look at us. Who'd have thought? I didn't. Like, you know, <laughs> I love that because it's like, uh, like last year, uh, me and my best friend booked, we both booked for like the first time since like before the pandemic at like the same time. And it was like, look at us, man. We're, right? we're, we're having a great, you know, kicking off 2021, uh, starting the year off on the right foot. My job and booked since then. So there, <laughs> there goes that. But you got to get used to the peaks and valleys and, you know, all Absolutely. of that. It's, we Absolutely. know what we're getting into. We know that it's not overnight success it's, again everyone okay. else outside the industry thinks that like these actors came out of nowhere i'm like go look on their oh. you'll see like 20 credits before this big one yeah, uh, yeah. Some, something uh i did uh probably a couple months ago is i went back and bought all my favorite movies from the late 90s early 2000s movies that really shaped me i think and um you know watching those and being like i didn't know he was in that <laughs> she's in that too yeah same thing because you know eventually mid 2000s late 2000s you go oh they came out of nowhere and it's like no remember you know this 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 is so yeah it's, it's definitely not overnight it's overnight just because not everyone's eyes were on it you know right so yeah and uh so before we go we always end with a um, quick game called uh, now that we know you since we've gotten to chat for a bit uh so fill in the blank if i weren't working in the arts i'd be Working uh, as a strength conditioning coach for the NFL. What role have you had the most fun playing? Oh, um, my most recent one. Um, oh, we can't talk about the name yet, but uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but man, it was so fun. We were out in North Carolina for three or four weeks. Like I said, we were shooting with some heavy hitters who were mm-hmm. very generous, very nice, very hardworking and the role was great i was dirty the whole time and uh yeah it was good uh what is the best advice you've ever gotten 
from my mom. When I was moving out to Los Angeles, I asked her, I said, if you give me one piece of advice, what would it be? She thought for a while on it and she said, you can't please everyone. So don't even try. Yeah. And what is the worst advice you've ever gotten? <laughs> um, <laughs> hold my beer or no, send it. I don't know. Any of those, any of those. No, I really, I really haven't got terrible advice. When I do, I just kind of nod my head. And, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good at reading around that. Yeah. It's like the greatest acting challenge ever when someone's giving you horrible advice and you're just like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it really, yeah, it's, it does take, it's, it's Oscar winning, Oscar worthy performances. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you could have dinner with any actor, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh. Any actor, dead or alive. Uh, would Mel Brooks count? Mel Brooks definitely counts. Yeah. He's been, yeah. he's, he's acted before. Yeah. He's, he's acted in a ton of stuff. Yeah. He's, he's crazy. Yeah. I've never, wow. I've never thought of that before. And uh, lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? <sighs> 10 words. So I'm going to count on my fingers like a child now. Okay. <laughs> Everyone uh, does. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 10 words or less advice. Um, Don't let anyone stomp, stop your dreams. That's six. <laughs> you can do it. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Eric, thank you so much uh, for, for taking the time to chat with us today. Uh, if anyone wants to give you a follow on social media, Instagram, where can they find you? Uh, on social media, it's going to be at Eric Lutz and official. So Eric, E-R-I-C, Lutz, L-U-T-Z, official. Awesome. And folks, you know the drill. You can follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juanayala Official and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes every Monday and bonus episodes throughout the week. I'm Juanayala. That's Eric Lutz. This is Actors with Issues. We'll see you next week.